Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. May is probably one of my favorite months. Um, The weather isn't exactly where I want it to be yet. I usually prefer July or August for those kind of temps and the sunshine. But May is the month for me when true hope starts to blossom because it's finally done snowing here in New Hampshire. Although actually, I think it did snow one time in May, um, but usually it's finally done snowing here in New Hampshire and it starts to get actually warm out. But even more excitingly for for me personally, selfishly, um, is that May is my birthday month. And birthdays for me always feel like a little bit like a new year. They're like our own little personal New Year's. So this May, I'm really excited because I'm going to be announcing something in my personal New Year that I have been way too excited about. Like the kind of idea that turns into another idea that turns into another idea that turns into another idea and keeps you up at night. And this is all like very, very like big and exciting. And it's just a matter. It's really just like me stepping out of my own way, which if you have been following along in the theme of this month, that's exactly what we've been talking talking about. So I'm really excited. I can hardly contain my excitement. Um, And it's all coming soon. So please, please stay tuned and join me in the month of May as I share a lot of excitement with you and about the new projects I've been hard at work on. And I'm just about to send forth into the world. But now let's stay grounded firmly in the month of April and cross the May Bridge in four days when we cross the May Bridge, shall we? Um, also I just thought of this, but you could be listening to this in like December for all I know. And this is completely null and void. It doesn't matter when you're listening to it, uh, to catch you up. If you are unaware, I create a theme every single month. And we also engage in that theme in the, she built this community and the, she built this group. But really the theme is like these monthly conversations that I have here on the podcast and it helps to get all sorts of different perspectives and ideas around a topic that I'm curious about or that I hear other people talking about. And so this month, April 2023 on the She Built This podcast, we've been focusing on accountability, uh, also known as taking responsibility for what is ours in our relationships, in our lives, and in our businesses. And as we take accountability for what's ours, we also have to recognize when something is not ours, when it is just someone else's stuff, or it's a mismatch of energy, or us being in the wrong place at the wrong time, or someone actually harming or hurting us, or circumstances and situations outside of our control. And when that's the case, we can't take it on to mean something about who we are. Because it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything about who we are. So to bring all of this together, like we've heard a lot of different conversations this month and bring it together and bring it to a close, I just wanted to share a little story back from when I was a kid and then um, bring that forth into a little like lesson I've had recently about um, business and about life. And so just so if you are if you are new here so that you know who I am, because it's a little weird when strangers just like randomly start telling you cho- stories from their childhood. I'm Emily Aborn. I'm the host of this show, 
I'm a content copywriter for women entrepreneurs, and I'm also the leader founder of the She Built This community for women entrepreneurs. And of course, I am a dog mom to my pal Clyde, a wife to my husband Jason, and probably like you, I wear lots of other hats from daughter, sister, friend, auntie, etc., etc. But I'm not going to bore you with those many life titles. I would like to dive into story time. Um, and mind you, I just want to say before I before I get into it, I've been kind of avoiding this episode. Not not actually, but I had recorded it, um, and I sat with it. And second guess myself. And then I said, you know what? I'm just going to put a guest in that spot instead. I have tons of guests lined up. I have some recorded and more to record. Hashtag not taking pitches. So I was just going to like fill this spot with, you know, instead of my thoughts, I was going to bring in somebody else, which is that is my usual MO. That is Emily's usual way of getting in her own way. But here's what happened. The person I was going to put here, um, they rescheduled because they had jury duty. And the other person, I was like trying to make it fit. We had already recorded our interview and I was like, I'll just make it fit there. But it just didn't. It didn't work. So I kind of took that plus a couple of other confirmations as a big old nudge that I just needed to sit down and share these thoughts with you. And as I always say, I feel like that happens for a reason. So for someone out there, maybe it's you, um, you probably needed to hear this message too. And we're going to start, like I said, as we often do with story time. So when I was 11, we lived in a rented house at the end of a dead end road in Jaffrey, New Hampshire. Me, my mom, my dad, my three brothers, all my many hamsters, our dog lady. See, I told you I had a lot of titles. We lived there for nearly two years when my parents decided that the time had come. We were officially buying a house and moving 0.8 miles away to a new neighborhood, quote unquote, across town. So by this time, this was probably my nine millionth move. Um, in reality, I think it was actually probably like number four. 14 or 15. But anyway, regardless, I had packing down to a science. Okay, like I knew how to pack my my stuff into boxes. And as we were getting settled down into our new home, um, that was finally ours and not rented. And I was unpacking all of the things and putting them into my bedroom just the way that I liked them because I had packed them just the way that I liked them. I got a notice from the library to my to our new address. And it said chart changes for Samantha let's call it book number six, the last one in the, in Samantha's American Girl Doll series, it was overdue. And I owed the library to replace it if I didn't get the book back to them ASAP. Now, I was constantly borrowing books from the library when I was growing up, like constantly. I'd get as many as I possibly could at a time and then be right back in there as soon as I was done to replenish my stack. Like many young women my age, also, at the time, I was obsessed with the American Girl dolls, but my family was not exactly well off, and we could not afford an $88 doll plus her costly wardrobe. So I would read the books instead. And I read like all of the American Girl doll series, every single book. And I was just about to get into Molly's story. Molly was like one of my favorites um, right after I finished up Samantha's series when I got this like shocking life altering notice from the library. And I panicked because I'm a kid, right? And I could have sworn that I returned that book to the library. I 
always returned my library books. This had never happened to me. And I, I could have sworn that I returned all my other library books before we moved so that, you know, they wouldn't get lost in the shuffle because moving is chaotic and overwhelming and a lot of moving parts and pieces. But, you know, I assumed, and I probably am right in this assumption as I look back on it as an adult, that the library was right and somehow I hadn't returned the book. So I searched and I searched and I searched, but I just like could not find that book anywhere, not in any box. Now, granted, my parents still have boxes to this day that I'm fairly sure have never been opened since that move. So like, it's probably in one of those boxes. But anyway, my mom told me, you know, as we unpack some more, we'll find the book, but I just never, ever ended up finding it. And that date had come. So, you know, maybe I left it in the, in the other house. Maybe it was in the moving truck. Maybe it was hiding somewhere that no one ever checked when we did the final walkthrough. I don't know. But I had to walk to the library in tears of shame. Like I felt so ashamed that I had not returned this library book. And I was also terrified because like I said, this had never happened to me before. I felt terrible. I lost a book and I didn't know if like I was going to be in jail next or what was going to happen to me. So fortunately, it just came down to like a fine and it was $5. I paid my $5. But I do remember thinking that like everybody at the library hated me now. And every time I walked in, they would just glare at me. Oh, like there's the girl who was negligent in returning changes for Samantha that didn't happen. Um, but what bothered me was that like, no matter how hard I had tried in this situation to be responsible and to be diligent to return that library book, I was on my library a game. Okay. But like, no matter how hard I tried, I had still made a mistake or failed. And I felt like a horrible person, even though as we're able to see clearly as adults here in retrospect, it was what it was. Like it was a series of unfortunate un events. And A, it was not a big deal. It was $5 and a library book. But B, sometimes this just happens. Okay, sometimes we lose library books. Sometimes things are lost in the shuffle because you're a kid and you're moving for the umpteenth time. But I had turned that into meaning something about me as a human being and taking it on as a responsibility about like who I was as a person, my identity really at the time. I thought it was like some sort of implication because I was not re reliable or responsible. Like I was flaky. <laughs> um, so... To this day, I will never know if it was me that lost that library book, if it's in a box somewhere at my parents' current house, if it was the library's mistake, I have no idea what happened to that book. I don't know if it was me. I don't know if it was something outside of me, but something somewhere got in the way and caused this little catastrophe. Some of it probably was my fault and some of it was also probably well outside of my control. But here's what it got me to thinking about as it relates to our businesses and our lives. A fellow business owner and I were recently talking about this feeling of, uh, quote, being behind. I'm sure you can relate to that. And we were sharing how we were feeling really bad about it, like actually like guilty about not being on top of things, not being responsive, not being on time. We were swapping stories about then. So we, we talk about that. 
And then we get into all these stories about like how we've been sick, how like I had COVID and I was sick for 10 days and we had family stuff. And it was just like, I mean, she had the same kind of thing where it was like one family member after another, after another, after another getting sick. And it was just like all this stuff we had to take care of for the first three months that was like completely unanticipated. Um, and so we're sharing like, oh, you know, I just don't feel like my normal self. I feel out of my creative groove. I'm not able to catch up. But then like even after those things we were sharing, which were outside of our control, we were annoyed at ourselves and mentally berating, I mean, verbally berating ourselves for not operating at normal capacity, not being as on it, not being as present, not being as energetic, not being as excited. Like we felt like we were letting things drop and it was, it was our fault. So I just have to highlight this as an experience as an entrepreneur, because like we felt, and I'm sure you feel this way too, like these overwhelming loads of responsibility. And sometimes it's not stuff that we actually even need to be responsible for. Like sometimes it's things that are happening outside of our control or happening to us. Things that are just like a ripple effect. Like I had a total lemony snickets series of unfortunate events first three months of the year. It was just one ripple after the other. It was outside of my control. And so as we went along in the conversation, um, she stopped and said something along the lines of, and I'm not going to quote this perfectly, but it was really beautiful. Something like, I had to recognize that this was not a moral failing if I don't check everything off on my list. It doesn't mean that something is wrong with us. It doesn't make us a horrible person. If we make a mistake, if we are too busy, um, if we overbook ourselves, if we forget something, if we flop, if we fail, it just means that we're human. And this really hit me. And I think it's the same for our relationships too. Like sometimes we do take on all the responsibility or all the guilt if something fails or flops or goes south or we forget that it takes two to tango. And I'm hoping that you hear this because if you're like me, you probably expect like extra human performance out of yourself on a regular basis. And then you say any number of unkind or ungraceful things to yourself when you actually miss that mark. And I know that personally, I have sat there and overanalyzed until I was in a puddle of tears and blue in the face, only to completely forget that it is actually not all mine to own and to take on. There are going to be situations and circumstances that are out of our control. And as we heard from Dr. Andrea Bonnier in the first She Built This episode of this month, sometimes we are the difficult people in our lives. Sometimes we are the things getting in our own way. And sometimes it's them. It's not you. Like sometimes we are putting ourselves into situations where we are surrounded by difficult people or difficult situations or difficult circumstances fill in the blank for you. And us putting this immense like pressure on ourselves or taking it on all ourselves. It's like me when I was 11 years old, like beating myself up for losing a library book during a life overhaul. Okay. We're not always the culprit. Like it's not on you if you can't stay organized or fall, fail to manage your time or just can't seem to get a strategy in place or miss a deadline. You're not a bad person if you clash with somebody else or if a collaboration doesn't work or if you trip and make a mistake or you fail or you have to let something go. I think it's important to remember that these situations, all of these things are morally neutral. So it's neither you nor them. 
It's also you and it's also them. And it's also you and it's also it, but it's neither you nor it's either it. And yes, that was like a riddle word sandwich, but all you have to, all all that to say, like letting go of the self-blame and the shame and holding yourself to these unrealistic expectations and just recognizing that like the story in our brain, what we're feeling it's not always fact or fiction. In fact, I would say it's probably never fact or fiction because there's always two sides to that story and there's always two pieces of that feeling, right? So here's what you can do. Here's what you can choose and what you actually are responsible for. You can start by trusting that it's happening as it should and unfolding how it's supposed to. And I know that that is not something easy to realize in the moment. It sounds very like, don't worry, it's all going to be fine. That's not even what I mean. I just mean like know that whatever you're going through right now, like it is actually happening for you to learn something, for you to grow in some way, like it is unfolding how it is supposed to. And from here, from this point, wherever you are in that, you can choose your reaction and your response forward by determining what you want and what you need from here. So you can, A, choose not to put yourself in the same situation again and again and again. You could choose to get someone to step in and actually like guide you in the path forward in the next steps. And some of the things that I've really sat back with and figured out like, okay, what do I need here? Like how, what is getting in my own, in my way? What is causing this? Um, And what do I need here? And so here's some of the things I kind of came up with that maybe you can ask yourself, do I need this? What you may need is space. What you may need is to let something go. What you may need is a reset or a pivot or to start over. What you may need is to get help or ask for outside accountability or get a reminder when it comes to like deadlines and due dates and correspondence. What you may need is closure and just like settling something and making a decision. And what you may need is actually to stick it out, uh, stick out something that you've committed to, and then maybe don't do it again. Um, What you may need is to move something out of the way and say no, so that you can do what's been burning in your heart for far, far too long now, so that you can say yes to you. I don't know what the answer is for you. Those are just some ideas uh, to get you started. I don't know your unique situation, what your exact inner narrative is, maybe where that friction is in your life. But I just wanted to offer the reminder that we often need to take this dualistic, like what's mine, what's not approach, or we will end up feeling a lot of guilt, a lot of fault, a lot of shame. And the other piece of this is that we end up taking ownership or responsibility for a lot of things that just are not ours to own. And so for those things, just give yourself grace. In fact, you know what? Give yourself grace for all of it. You get grace and you get grace. Um, but I did want to give you an opportunity today to kind of like be reflective with me as we wrap up a month and look at what's getting in your way right now of something maybe you're striving towards or the life that you really want to live. And then you can look at it a little more closely and say, well, what is mine in this to tackle? And if you choose, you can take responsibility for that. You can take responsibility for what is yours, but also look at what's not yours. And it will help to lighten, I think, some of your load. So my reflective question for you today is, where are you feeling friction in moving forward fully into what energizes or excites you? 
Is it maybe a relationship in your life that's outworn its welcome or you've grown and you need to let it go? Is it a job or a client that's weighing you down and not supporting your growth in this trajectory of your dream or your business or your life? Is it maybe you? Are you and your own thoughts and your own beliefs about yourself holding yourself back? Are your fears holding yourself back? Are Is your lack of confidence or trust holding you back? Do you need maybe more skills or education or resources to move forward? Do you need to call and help? Or maybe this is just a season in your life. Like this is just actually a time you have to go through and lessons that you have to learn. And lastly, and I think this one's going to uh, hit for a lot of you, is your schedule just like way too jam-packed? Is, it, is, your, is your schedule getting in the way of you being able to do the thing, the thing that you really enjoy doing or what you want to be doing? One thing I realized r- recently is just how quick I really am to take responsibility um, for something that's gone wrong. I really do see like where I am the problem. But what happens here is that I often take the blame on fully and I toss and turn trying to psychoanalyze myself, psychoanalyze my part, what contributed to the problem. And um, I, I forget that it's just like it's sometimes just a bigger picture than just me. And I'm not saying I even always do anything about it when I am the problem, but I usually am at least aware <laughs> of myself being the problem. But it always mostly, usually, almost always does take two to tango. You and someone else, you and the external factors that you have nothing to do with. So um, that's all we can be responsible for is is me, ourselves. The energy and the intention that you're putting out there, um, showing up as your best self and taking ownership for what is yours. Um, a lot of you know that I send out thank you cards to podcast guests and one-to-one connections I've had during the week. And my podcast guests fill out a form that captures their address and like all the pertinent information I need from them. So all I usually have to do at the end of the week is just write their card, copy the address off that form, and send it in the mail. Well, one of them recently got returned to me with the dreaded return to sender across the front. So I get really annoyed when this happens and I cross-checked the form to make sure that it matched what was written on the address and the problem was not me, okay? But I didn't go stalking this person to confirm like that the address was what I found on Google or anything like that. Like obviously I just assumed what they put in the form was correct, but maybe they typed it wrong. Maybe the mail person messed up. Who knows what happened? Anyway, the point is, despite my best intentions, the message received was the message received was not what I sent. In fact, no message was received. <laughs> so when we are putting our message out there, keep in mind that the message received is not always the message sent. It's our job to start from the inside and, and set that intention and make sure we've done our part. And then we kind of have to leave the rest up to the receiver or to fate, or in this case, the mail system. And when it comes back and it says return to sender, or I don't understand, or here's a conflict, or here's a problem, we still have a choice, right? We can actually try to get even clearer. We can take another step in the right direction. So for example, in this instance, I said, you know what? I'm going to send an email with a picture of the card and say, it's the Thoth accounts. And you know what? Then, because I took that extra step, because I explained 
the message landed. So with the focus on accountability, here's a reminder to take what Take responsibility for what is yours. Don't bury your head in the sand. Don't think everyone else is the problem or all these external circumstances are, you know, all the problem when it's fact, it is partially you. Be accountable and be responsible for it. We're not victims here. Own what's ours to own. Always, always, always do your best. But then recognize what is not. Leave the rest. Don't take it all on as your own. Like you don't have control over a lot of it. So, and for, and, Another reminder, just like do not allow it to be evidence that you're some sort of awful person or like always to blame in life because that is not what's happening here. Sometimes things are just in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong person with the wrong thing. A little grace can go a really long way. And also, I just want to encourage you to ask for help. Ask for help when you need it. Ask yourself what you need and what you want and like ask for help in getting some of those needs and wants met and take a step in the direction of of giving yourself that. So I hope all this made sense and hit home for you in some way. I know it was a little bit of a stray from what I usually offer you in this podcast, but it was just really on my on my mind and something that I've been seeing a lot of people put a lot of pressure on themselves around to be, to do, to show up in ways that are sometimes just not even like realistic given the circumstances of their life right now. And like I said, I am been guilty of doing this too. I've had to really sit down and be honest with myself and dig into internal and external reasons why things were happening or not happening because personally, I'm tired of constantly making myself feel guilty or being frustrated with myself time and time again for wanting to do something a certain way or do something and then not doing it holding myself back, so to speak. So I've had to look at what is my part in that and what is uh, circumstances outside of my control. All right, so the process for moving forward freely is recognize there's friction and where it's coming from. Determine whether or not it's uh, Taylor Swift, like a la Taylor Swift, it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. Take responsibility for what's yours. And then see where you are not the problem and let that part go. And then you will be able to choose your action, your next step from a little bit of a more full or more informed place. And I would love for you to uh, message me or email me or comment somewhere and um let me know if any of this applied to you, what you have to add. I love when people share their their thoughts, share these episodes. Let me know if something stuck out for you. And make sure to join us next week. We'll be chatting with Christina Granahan on the different communication styles of the Enneagram as we shift gears into May and move into the topic of communication and how we can do our part We're going to like tie the two months together here, but how we can do our part when it comes to what we're communicating and to whom. So I will see you next week and I hope you have a fabulous week ahead. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.